This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Lead Without Limits, the podcast that explores how your mind and soul energy, together with your actions and intentions, impact your leadership presence and bring heart and consciousness into your life. Join your host, certified business and life coach, Stefania Rigo, as she brings you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business in their community. And as she gives you the wisdom you need to help shape the future of society and our planet. Now here's your host, Stefania. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into the Lead Without Limits podcast. My name is Stefania. I am your host. I am a certified business coach and I'm passionate about working and having important conversations with women who are experts in their field and many of them own their own business or book of business. They are innovators and thought leaders in their industries and changing lives with their products and services. Whether you run your own business or work in a corporate or nonprofit environment, what we all have in common as professional women is that we never seem to have enough time and energy to get what we need done, right? I am sure if I could hear you, there would be a resounding and loud yes. And Didn't 2020 and the pandemic put us in an even greater state of overwhelm? I'm here if I, I'm sure if I could hear you, I'd hear another resounding yes. Too bad I can't hear you, but I know you're out there. I'm hoping you're out there. Some of you had kids at home to supervise academically for the very first time with absolutely no notice of preparation. You had to learn to work remote because some of you used to go into an office and have that structure. And you may even have had partners who are also working out of the home for the first time last year, right? Here's the good news. It seems like now we get to hit the reset button and we're starting to get back out of the house, return to an office of some version, of remote and office work. We're starting to network, to be with each other, to socialize with each other, to celebrate and see each other. And we may be experiencing some overwhelm with that also, right? We've been siloed in our little pods and now all of a sudden, how do we manage this new changed realities? Well, I see an opportunity I'm hoping you see an opportunity to look at what you can do differently. So that this isn't a back to how it used to be as much as it is, how do I want to consciously create my engagement with my days now, present and future? One of the aspects of 
my coaching practice that I love, this is such a gift, is that I get to connect with what I refer to as the collective consciousness. How do I define connected collective consciousness? It's the commonalities are recurring, recurring themes that clients bring up in my coaching sessions, in their coaching sessions, I should say, with me. I listen to what comes up and I hear recurring themes and I take those to mean these are important topics and it's important to focus on those topics on this podcast. Collective consciousness matters because we're connected in deep and mysterious and wonderful ways. And most of us are impacted by external events in much the same way. We're really never truly alone in what we're experiencing, even though we often feel like we are, right? What I've been hearing for some time that has come up in collective consciousness is that many of us feel like we need to understand how to manage our energy better. We're exhausted by the past year and demands of the pandemic. We're also right now kind of testing this new reality, this new normal, we're unsure of what the future looks like. And we're trying to figure out where we're going to get the energy to continue. Let me pause and define what I mean when I am using the term energy for purposes of this podcast. Today, I'm referring specifically to physical and mental energy. For decades, we have measured productivity in terms of time management and what we get done, right? And oh my gosh, have we been talking about time management so much? Books, seminars, coaching around how to manage time, how to time block, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How much can you produce? We all have the same 24 hours for the many important things we need to get done. So we ask ourselves, how do I better manage my time? How do I time block? I say, let's hit the pause button here for a second on the whole time management and productivity craze, especially after the last year at home. For so many of us, time management remains an elusive task and just an activity we can't seem to master, a stressful, stressful concept. Honestly, it can be insanely time-consuming just to manage your time, right? It can feel like one more thing you have to do 
one more thing you have to get right, one more thing you might fail at. Hey, I've been there for sure. When I started coaching, that seemed to be what we thought was the solution to all overwhelm. The collective consciousness for all of us at that time was if we can block our time better, get our time organized, control our time, be masters of our time, then we can do it all. We can get all the shit done. No, no, please, right now, set all that aside. Suspend all belief in time management being the answer to your overwhelm and productivity. Just for a little while, set it aside, explore this. It has come to my attention and I have concluded that while it is critical to manage our time and to schedule time so that we meet our commitments to ourselves and others, right? Like doctor's appointments, commitments to our family and to our team. It is not the most important and deeper conversation we need to be having right now. Right now, today, I'd like to explore and ask you to explore your energy instead of your time. Why does paying attention to our energy level matter? I've observed that even if we become master time managers, many of us burn out and get overwhelmed with the risk of doing the doing too much. We are, we all are at some point um, in our lives doing too much. We focus on the doing and getting it done and we focus on time management as a tool to get it done. When time management is, has really nothing to do with getting it done. We end up hating our life and our lifestyle with this overwhelm, lack of clarity, Managing our energy prioritizes our being, it, not just our doing. It's actually managing our energy that'll make us better at doing what we need to do. Managing our energy, I'm gonna say it again, prioritizes our being. And after all, doesn't the word well-being, our well-being, Broken down means we're well and we're being well. And when we're well, all in our life is much better. Doesn't being well and feeling well and having the energy we need make the doing easier and the being happier? Who doesn't want to have better physical or mental health? Yes? I hear you out there. Is that what you want to? So I'd like to take a second to slow this down and ask you right now to extend compassion to yourself as you listen to this podcast and this material. It is 
my explicit intention not to put you in a situation where you feel this is one more thing you have to master. One more thing you have to get right. There is no right or wrong here. I'm coming at this with the firm belief you are good enough right now, just being who you are and doing what you do. I share this information in the spirit of being myself a lifetime learner and being driven by curiosity and being connected to the collective consciousness. And it is this way of living I'd like to share with you. And I hope that based on your wanting to be a lifetime learner and explorer of your own life and leading from curiosity, I'm hoping that this information today will bring you value as you take the time, your valuable time to listen. So let me go a little, start going a little deeper into the topic here by sharing a metaphor for energy that Carolyn Mace shared at one of her walk, workshops I attended many decades ago, way back in the 90s. Yep, I was a huge fan of Carolyn Mace in the early 90s when she first uh, published her first book, Sacred Contracts Really Changed My Life. And this framework, this metaphor that she shared with us I find is still relevant today, which is why I'm gonna start with that. And I'd like to use this metaphor to, uh, as a framework, as I said, to explore this topic. So here it goes. Please imagine that every morning that you wake up, you are given $100 crisp, beautiful bills to make a total of $100. This is a special $100. It's called your energy box. They're deposited directly into a an account called your energy box account. It's a very valuable gift of life, okay? This isn't just money. It's the symbolic, abundant energy behind the box that come with the $100. During the day, you get to choose how, when, where, and with whom you spend your daily allocation of $100 in energy bucks. They're yours, a gift, no strings attached. So how much do you value this gift of $100 every morning in energy bucks? How will you want to spend your daily energy bucks? Who will you want to give them to? What will you want to receive in exchange for your energy bucks? And how? Will you manage them so that you're not out of energy bucks by 11 a.m.? Because that $100 is what's got to last all day. Yes, 
The only condition on this gift is that you need to make it last all day. If you want to. It's actually not even a condition. It's a suggestion because it's all you've got until you go to bed. So this is a framework I'm going to encourage you to follow and keep in mind. And I'm going to propose some questions that I hope you will reflect for an answer for yourself. As you reflect, explore, and spend time diving deeper into how much you value your energy bucks and how you can focus on managing your energy for a high quality of life. So let's start with taking a, a serious assessment, you taking a serious assessment of your understanding and relationship with your energy. So you're the expert on your body, on your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual energy. After all, you've been living here three-dimensionally for many decades. I'm going to hit the pause button for a second to share my deep belief that we're holistic beings, okay? So we experience the world through our physical bodies. They're here present three-dimensionally. And our mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies are just as real and just as present. And they deeply impact each other, all of them, holistically. That's what being a holistic being is defined as for me. Today, for practical reasons, I'm actually focusing on your physical energy and your mental energy bodies, okay? The emotional and the spiritual are just as important. However, only have so much time on this podcast. That's another topic. The physical and the mental, of course, are deeply interconnected, right? So we're going to be exploring again your physical energy first and your mental energy second. Let's go with physical energy. Why physical energy first? Because frankly, if you're not in your bodies, we don't have any energy bucks to spend. So every morning we receive a gift of waking up and living another day and that $100 energy bucks. Let's start yourself, start by asking yourself a simple question. When does my physical body feel filled with energy? Good place to start is asking yourself, are you a morning or a night person? You know this already if you've occupied your body for more than a few decades, you know, or even just a decade. Are you a morning or a night person? What's your natural rhythm? Identifying this is important because it'll help you identify when you need to engage with different responsibilities and actions that you wanna take in a given day. You'll spend fewer energy bucks because you'll be spending them more efficiently and have more reserve if you do things at the time of day when you have the highest energy to do them. 
It'll drain the bank of the $100 energy bucks more during the day when you're working against your body's natural rhythm because you're so focused on your time blocking and your calendar that you're actually putting things in place that should be put in other time slots. Let me give you an example. Here's one we can all relate to, I think. Dial into your daily exercise. When do you have the most energy, perhaps even for different types of exercises? What you do in terms of physical activity matters when and when, what and when you do it. For example, I'll give a personal example. I love to ride my bike. I've done, I've been very committed to bicycle riding for decades, done some big events. And I know that whether it's for training for an event or for pleasure, I like to ride my bike in the mornings. That's it. That's when I really feel the most joy, the most um, uh, lovely, um, expenditure of energy that is so natural for my body and uh, so in sync with my natural rhythms. But I love stretching yoga and Pilates in the evenings. And I love walking at any time. Walking actually replenishes my energy bucks so that I can make a small deposit in the piggy bank. More on that later. Yep, you do actually get to have a little bit of a small deposit you can make throughout the day if you're present and conscious and intentional about it. So to summarize, know yourself. Understand your body's natural physical rhythms throughout the day. And by the way, not just in a given day, but throughout the month as your hormonal cycles change and in different seasons of the year, as our natural environment changes, and for example, the days get longer or shorter, our natural physical energy feels different. Things shift. They shift as we age, again, because of hormones and different times of our life that put different priorities, different responsibilities in front of us. So this relationship with our physical energy is important to focus on in the present moment and be open to the fact that it won't look the same, thankfully, hopefully in five years as it does today, right? Let's talk about nutrition. Nutrition is so important to your physical energy level. A good question to ask yourself is, when are you hungry and for what? Feed your body what it needs and when it needs it. Don't time block lunch at 12 if you're never hungry by 12. This is another really important topic, by the way, and I defer to this to uh, the experts. We have some incredible holistic naturopath and registered dietitians and, and people out there that are really addressing nutrition at a very high energetic and practical level these days. 
Um, all I ask is that you learn to trust your intuition and higher self when it comes to your daily physical energy needs around food. Also super important is to be aware in terms of your physical energy of your circadian rhythm. When do you like to sleep and for how long? Try and work with your natural rhythm as much as possible. Be fiercely protective of it and prioritize it. This is how you will save energy bucks. This is how you may even during the day replenish energy bucks. For example, if it's a weekend and you're a napper, wish I was, never have been, uh, and that's okay. Love that part of myself too. Um, my energy doesn't get replenished with naps. I actually get up feeling physically exhausted, right? So that's not a go-to for me. But if it is for you, if you can save some energy during the day by just taking a short nap as the day allows, please do. All right. So uh, lots more about physical energy and how to allocate your $100 of energy bucks during the day with activity and exercise, how to replenish with sleep and nutrition throughout the day. Um, much, much uh, for you to explore there, right? Let's look at um, number two, the mental energy aspect I was gonna cover today. This one is super important, yes. Your brain has its own energy rhythms. And because your mind is part of your brain function, and this is an organ of the body, boy, speaking of holistic, is it not really tied into, completely tied into your physical energy? Here's some questions to guide you in assessing your own connection with your mental energy. When is my mind the most focused? Good question to ask yourself. Why is this an important question? Well, when your mind is at high peak focus, would be a great time to complete tasks that require a lot of mental focus, right? For example, writing a proposal, looking at financials, leading a team meeting. That's when you might want to get that kind of stuff done. Tackle the tasks that might be most difficult for you and require the energy of focus and it'll cost you some energy bucks because maybe you're uh, prone to procrastinating on these certain tasks. So do them while your tank is full, right? And know that they're gonna cost you quite a bit in energy bucks. So do them when your tank is full, know you're gonna spend quite a bit of energy bucks. And so then what does the rest of the day look like in terms of making some small deposits into your energy buck picky bank throughout the day and or engaging in tasks later in the day that don't require this mental expenditure from you. Here's some additional questions you might want to explore. Am I more analytical in the morning or midday or in the evening? Do I have time during the day? Do I have a time during the day 
when I feel I can't focus as well and even might have some brain fog. Might want to explore that. Maybe that would be a good time to do some recharge practices. Is there a time of day when I communicate better verbally? Ha, wouldn't this be a great time to spend energy bucks on scheduling meetings? It won't cost you as many bucks if you do it at a time that is in sync with your natural rhythm throughout the day. I keep repeating that, this is important. When do I focus on listening better and enjoy being around others? This becomes important as we come out of pandemic and start networking in person, right? Is, it, is there a time of day you love attending events? Are you an extrovert and any event, any time of day is good for you? Or is there a better suited time for you to spend your energy bucks because you feel drained when you're around people for a while? So it costs you a lot of bucks. Knowing that it's going to cost you a lot of bucks because you're in this group, you want to be careful what events you attend and spend your energy bucks in, right? Make sure they are high value and that you plan ahead for the fact that the event will cost you quite a bit of energy bucks that day because it's always a draining situation for you. Maybe you even experience some anxiety in these types of situations. Plan ahead. Make sure that you've got some time after this event to rest and replenish and hold on to whatever you've got in reserves. Back to your $100 in energy bucks. How can you get to the end of the day so that you're not running on empty, sidelined on the, on the you know, sidelines of life, feeling depleted and maybe even sick? So let's get to deposits, little mini deposits into the energy bucks bank. Hmm, this is great conversation. Small practices throughout the day will help you put some bucks back into the piggy bank. And I'm sure as I go through some of these, you've heard all of them already, and hopefully you already practiced some of them. And please feel free to add any activities that you believe would help you specifically. So here we go. Here's a list. By the way, I'm going to take the content of this podcast and write a blog on my website for it. Uh, so if, uh, and that'll be posted uh, later this week. If you want to see all this in writing, um, feel free to go to my website at www.stefania, that's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-A, Rigo, R-I-G-O dot com. So here go the small practices, small ways to make deposits. And I say small because basically what we what you get, those hundred energy bucks you get in the morning, that's the big deposit, right? Throughout the day, you can't really hope to recoup all those hundred dollars, but you can use them wisely as we've just talked about. And you can do small things to kind of save and replenish. Here goes. An easy walk outdoors, boy, isn't that simple? Being in nature, of course, is best, 
even if that just be, means a tree-lined street near the office or the home. Keep it simple, just do it. Another one is stopping the doing, sitting down and spending a few minutes, even just one, two or three, closing your eyes, doing a body scan to relax the parts that are tense. So get present in your body. That physical energy is in your body. That mental energy is in your body. Get present in your body throughout the day. Tune into how much have you spent and how much do you still have to spend. Here's one I love. I stop and play with the dog, if you have a cat, for a few minutes throughout the day when I'm working out of the house and I find so much joy in this play takes me to a completely different state and just really releases so much that might have come on me through the day. Another great tool is say some affirmations to yourself. I have all the energy I need to get through the rest of the day. I have all the energy I need to get through the rest of the day. Here's another one I love. Dance like no one is watching wherever you are as long as, and hey, by the way, do it if people are watching too. Why not? Take a few minutes and do a deep breathing exercise, really connecting with your belly breath and quieting the mind as much as possible. Again, one, two, three minutes, 15. What can you allocate to this? You'll come back with all the energy you need to do the rest of the day. Eat a good healthy meal of natural, preferably home-cooked food in a quiet space that allows you to be totally present with the food and feel it recharge your body. I already said this, when possible, if you're a napper, take a nap. I love to read a book for a few minutes after I eat. Just really allows for some easy digestion and for me to feel recharged mentally, for sure. So make a list of what recharges you and find time throughout the day to make small deposits in the energy box piggy bank. Be confident. Please trust yourself. I am no expert in this. I've just been practicing this a lot. So I understand the importance of it. And I wanted to share that with you. You are the expert. You identify your physical and mental naturally natural energy rhythms. You already have the information you need. You just might want to tune in and pay closer attention to it and prioritize it as a way of living your days. This requires listening and trusting. Trusting that if you pay more attention to your energy level, you'll get what you need done. That time blocking will become easier. That managing your time will be much more effortless. That you will be well, so you can love what you're doing and do it. It will feel and look different. It will be a more natural way of living. You will feel more connected to yourself and others. 
You can choose to live life differently. You can, with time and awareness, build bridges between how you are spending your energy bucks now and how you want to spend them going forward. My intention today was not to give you a specific method to follow or to add more tasks to your list, please, no. I hoped to inspire you to observe, to explore, to be open to innovation in your own personal life. You might not need to change anything you do. You might want to tune into whether you want to do it differently. So I encourage you, let's not focus on productivity, on chasing more hours in the day. Let's stop being obsessed with a rigid process of managing time and controlling it. Let's think in terms of setting our calendars and setting aside time based more on our natural rhythms throughout the day, the week, the month, or even the year. Let's live more connected and present with ourselves. If you'd love to hear more about this topic, please go look for the blog, as I said, at my website, www.stefania, S-T-E-F-A-N-I-A, at stefaniarigo.com. Uh, you'll find my email there, uh, stefania, at stefaniarigo.com is my email. Sorry, I misspoke. The website is www.stefaniarigo.com. And you got the email. Reach out if I can support you. Um, enjoy exploring your relationship. Enjoy exploring how and where, with whom, and when you want to spend your energy bucks today. Be well. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead Without Limits. Each week, we bring you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business and their community. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Lead Without Limits, go to EWNPodcastNetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. Until next time, remember that as leaders, we have the power to shape the future of society and our planet. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here today to lead without limits in your own life. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.